welcome to the Back on Track Fitness Podcast, where we answer the tough questions on running, weightlifting, and general fitness. Hosted by Dr. Cameron Dennis and Dr. Eric May, physical therapists. Be sure to check us out at backontracktherapy.com for training programs and other resources. Now, let's get to the show. In today's podcast, I talked to Dr. Andrew Moran, physical therapist and running specialist, about orthotics, such as when orthotics can be useful as runners and as athletes, and when they can be harmful. Without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Andrew Moran. What's your experience been with orthotics, and, and um, how, how common are they, I guess, in, in the patients that you're seeing? Yeah, so it's um, not as often as you might think. What I most often will see in terms of orthotics is a person who's had foot pain and um, they've kind of danced around a little bit, tried, tried a little of this, tried a little of that. Um, they go to either their, their GP um, or straight to their podiatrist um, because it's kind of the foot specialist, rightfully so. That's, that's what makes sense. That's where they go. Um, and sometimes they'll end up coming out with an orthotic. And so a lot of times it'll be, it'll be these custom orthotics, these inserts that they'll get. And, um, and then I'll kind of get them in the clinic and they'll say, Hey, you know, I got this, I have this foot pain going on. A lot of times it'll be more of a plantar fasciitis piece. Um, well, I know both of us realize that there's, there's other instances where we'll see orthotics. So really all the way up till I'd say the hip and maybe even into some low back pain, mm-hmm. um, we'll kind of see some, some orthotics prescribed. Um, but usually, yeah, it's for, it's for kind of that foot and ankle piece where I'll see um, see the, the inserts recommended. So, yeah, that's, that's what I would agree with. Um, I would say probably 90% foot pain, at least in this area. But the other thing is, um, I think they're pretty common in this area. Um, you know, I think maybe it's different geographically, but at least in Wapakoneta, Ohio, (laughs) (laughs) we seem to get quite a bit of uh, people, particularly runners who come in with, um, orthotics. The thing that bothers me is that you see them and, and there's really no end game. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, that is the end game. That is the long-term strategy is management through orthotic. And I guess if you've tried a lot, you know, a lot of other things um, and it seems to help, I could see why you might think that might be a permanent solution. Um, but oftentimes what I've seen is that it, it is not a good long-term solution. Um, and we can get into that a little bit. Um, but I mean, in terms of what, uh, the population that you have seen that, who have them, let's be, let's be more specific and talk more about runners. You know, I guess, has it been generally more long-term, short-term, you know, what's sort of the, the outcome, what are the plans, you know, that you've seen in terms of those who wear them? Yeah. So that's a, it's a great point you bring up. So, uh, a lot of times I feel like, uh, it's, it's almost kind of funny how I, how I stumble upon the orthotics. It seems like when a patient's coming in with foot pain orthotics, I don't know what it is, but it's never, it, I shouldn't say never, but it doesn't seem like it's on the forefront of what they're thinking about. The fact that they have orthotics. Right. A lot of times maybe I'll even get through like just, just getting to know a patient. I like whenever I'm, whenever I'm working with a patient, I honestly just want to get to know them, uh, hear their story, what, where they've been, where they are now, what their goals are. Um, get, even just get to know their personality and what they do for a living, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I kind of dive into more of the injury itself and how it, how it happened and, and kind of where they're at now. 
when, once I get a good, I feel like a good sort of like a subjective, just getting to know the patient's history, uh, we get into the clinical exam and it gets to a point to where you take the shoes off, then it's like, oh yeah, actually I have these orthotics. I've been wearing them for years, you know? And it's like, oh, <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's interesting how it never seems to come up. And I don't know if it's one of those things where it's just feels like it's part of their shoe or part of their foot. Um, and so that's typically how it comes up. It's just, oh yeah, I was told to, to kind of wear these. It's just, it's just kind of where I'm at. Um, and honestly, that sometimes there, there is a place and I think there there is a, a time and a place for them. Um, but you kind of Absolutely. spoke to that. Yeah. And you kind of spoke to this too. Um, but usually how I kind of educate patients, um, when, when indicated, cause I think every, every patient is different. Every patient's injury and anatomy is different, but for the most, most, uh, majority of patients, I would say my goal is to educate them on the fact that they are not going to have to be reliant upon, um, an orthotic to accomplish their long-term goals of getting back to whatever they need to do or just living without pain. Um, I know a lot of times I like to use the analogy of uh, like any other joint in the body. So I like to use shoulder where you see somebody walking around in a shoulder brace and it's, Oh, that's, that's too bad. Something must happen to that guy's shoulder. Right. Like a sling or something. Yeah. Like a sling and a shoulder. And it's like, Oh wait, I wonder if maybe he had like a surgery or maybe he's just having a tough, tough go at it. Something going on. Um, Whereas in the foot and ankle, we, we never, we don't think twice about bracing and supporting for a long-term goal. And that's really the only joint in the body or set of joints in the body that we, for some reason, have this perception of that being okay. Um, we don't really have this, this framework of, well, we just need to strengthen and rehab it. We just kind of have this expectation of, oh yeah, that's just a brace. That's kind of where you're going to be for the rest of your life. Whereas if it's your shoulder, it's what can we do to fix it? Because there's so we know that the joint needs to move. You need it to, um, I don't know, reach up into the cupboard, right? You need to use that joint for so many different kinds of things. So um, that's number one. I'll try to educate them on um, really hopefully and instill some hope in them that they aren't going to be hopefully reliant upon an orthotic for long term. Sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of it just comes down to that sort of immediate sense of relief that a lot of times you'll have from deloading those structures that are painful. Yeah essentially what people think is if it's helping in the short term, it must be good long term, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's not necessarily the case. And then I think people on the same side of that coin would say that more supportive shoes and I'm I'm generalizing, but oftentimes these these same people will think that more supportive shoes are always better. Mm-hmm. Right? You know? Um and I would I would suggest that more supportive shoes in most cases work a similar way as the orthotics by um, almost creating like a crutch. Right. Right. And so that's the analogy that I always use instead of a sling, I'll, I'll usually just say a crutch, right? We use crutches temporarily to allow tissues to heal or, uh, you know, or if it's inflamed for them to calm down a little bit, you know, just to take some of that pressure off, protect that area and then work towards loading it progressively. You know, that's what rehab is. Yeah. Oftentimes that's, that's, kind of left behind <laughs> what would you suggest to someone who has been wearing orthotics for 10 15 years yeah so first i would i would take a look at what their goals are really um if it's something where they don't really have much of a desire to get back to much of it from an athletic standpoint it might just be um 
how can we strengthen your foot to maybe where we don't need these as much if they're if they're if they're looking to not have to wear them more so just for the nuisance of having to remember to put them in and switch them in the shoes and in and out things like that um if it's something where it's more complicated if we're working with a runner um, usually it's let's sort of build a bridge to walk across so we can get you back to where we want to be and so using kind of the example that you you mentioned it's it's kind of like a, a transitional footwear approach and so let's say a, a runner was told that they needed to wear custom orthotics. Um, let's, let's sort of take, take the understanding and, and the concepts and the knowledge that they received from their podiatrist that probably were honestly very good, good concepts for them at the time and place, but perhaps they weren't um, the best for them long-term, like we discussed already. And so my task that I feel like I'm able to help runners with, and really athletes, but I know we, we talk a lot about runners, um, is how can we harvest again those those benefits and then work towards getting them more towards a shoe where they don't require as much of a brace or stability uh, component to them and sure. so again all these have to be these goals have to be aligned with the athlete if they're if it's something that they don't have a desire to do then I think your goals are just reached earlier in their plan of care um, but I think one thing that I have uh, I, I really want runners and and all athletes to understand that they don't have to rely upon external factors for their pain. That's something where they can, with the right sort of guidance and equipment and, um, and understanding from an educational standpoint, they really have the potential to, to heal themselves within their own body and their own resources. So um, that's the exciting part for me, kind of that like moment of, oh, there's things I can do. There's like, I don't have to rely on getting these, these inserts that really aren't that cheap, to be honest, um, on a recurrent basis after they wear out. So, Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, you don't have to go into incredible detail, but would you mind, you did uh, sort of allude to uh, hip pain and back pain arising from having foot issues, or uh, maybe even if someone has orthotics, they may still have back pain or hip pain arising from even wearing them because, you know, it may not be covering, it may not be actually solving the, the root of the problem. But can you talk about sort of how the the foot or dysfunction in the foot can affect issues, you know, a little bit higher up the chain. Right. And so that would subscribe more so to, uh, I would, maybe not purely is the right word, but heavily on a biomechanics, um, type of a mindset. And so if you go into, um, whether it's the podiatrist or wherever you receive your orthotics, I might say you need stability here so that you can have proper alignment kind of all the way up throughout your body. Um, and while that sounds great, and it might be, again, short term, it might be a good thing for you. Um, basically, what they're, what they're talking about is if you support a foot, let's say, let's use the example, the common example of pronation, right? So if you, if you are deemed a pronator or an overpronator at your foot, it would basically subscribe you or subscribe to the thought process that your foot is going to turn inwards, and if your, t your foot turns inwards as you contact the ground, the lower, lower compartment of your leg, your tibia, would slightly kind of move medially towards your other leg, which would cause your knee to move towards your other knee, and which is going to have to basically cause your hip to have to support and work harder to control that knee position, which has an effect on your pelvic, basically, alignment. And so from, from a purely anatomical, biomechanical sort of perspective yeah that that makes sense it makes science sense 
Um, but as we know, yeah, as in a perfect world, right? As we know, there are so many factors that go into pain and how pain um, arrives at a person's understanding and perception that we, I, I no longer, I would not feel comfortable prescribing it and adhering to that narrative of, hey, yeah, you just need to support the foot and your back pain is going to go away. And so we need to look at basically all of the tissues and when I say tissues more of the contractile or muscular tendinous ligamentous components that make up hip knee foot ankle um, along that sort of chain of command from low back hip all the way down and see maybe what is the underlying causative factor here what are the other external stimuluses and really implicit uh, factors as well that could be driving this person's pain and sort of dig it dig into it that way too so as I mean, basically, it's it's not that simple is what I'm trying to say. Um, I wish it was that simple, right? But um, right, there's, there's right. more to it. That's a good answer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't always expect someone who maybe an overpronator, right? Sure. Or uh, maybe have even, you know, asymmetries uh, in their body because everyone does, right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, along the same lines of what you're saying, um, I wouldn't necessarily expect that they would have uh, pain higher up, but it certainly can be a factor um, in combination with other things. Mm-hmm. Right? And I almost wonder, and there there may be studies on this, and you might have to let me know if you've seen anything, but I wonder what the force, uh, what the forces going up the chain look like when you're wearing orthotics versus just wearing shoes or just running barefoot right because you you can imagine that the 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 structures of your foot and calf complex aren't going to be uh necessarily working optimally to reduce forces um the way that they need to to reduce shock through the foot through the tibia all the way up even into your back um because of the additional support because of the lack of connection from the surface, which is the ground, right? Um, and the nerves, you know, of your foot and of your leg, mm-hmm. you know, so I would be interested to see, and Chris Johnson could tell us, I'm sure. But <laughs> right. <laughs> but There's uh, lots of bright minds out there. Yeah. It's, it seems to me that the more barriers between you and the ground, the less your body can do to absorb forces like, it's, like it was built to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And so there, you know, I I think I have a nice uh, (laughs) stack of resources. I know somewhere I could, I could give a specific, maybe we can add into the show notes. Um, But yeah, so essentially there, there is definitely a correlation there Um, from a, like a amount of cushion standpoint, this gets into more of like the barefoot minimalist piece, uh, which we can totally go there. It's kind of a, a fun hot topic that they're going to but um yeah and i saw uh, your running sandals there yeah right yeah there's yeah you got to toe the line right that's it's it's you can never go all into one camp but you know you can tease it out a little bit um and so basically essentially what to my knowledge um as far as what the evidence is pointing us in in the direction of would suggest that the higher kind of cushion the more material we have separating us from the ground sort of the the less um, sort of proprioception or feel we have for the ground. And so from a running standpoint, um, the more force we have, or the, excuse me, the more cushion we have, um, typically 
the, the less our muscles are going to have to um, have to be responsible for that. And so that also has a caveat depending on where that cushion is supplied. Is it at the rear, more the rear foot? Is it more the forefoot? Is it in the midfoot? So um, it really does depend on where that sort of where that uh, cushion is located. But basically what it gets down to is cushion and lack of cushion can play a role in redistributing where force is um, attenuated or just absorbed through the body. And so I think that's, that's sort of the take home as far as orthotics and, and foot and bracing and all that is it's basically just redistributing force. Um, the, the thing that we have to be sort of cognizant of and hopefully help patients with is realizing that it's not good to purely redirect force in one place forever. We want that foot and that body to be able to work as, as, good of a, and as good of a balance as we possibly can. And I think that's what our patients will hopefully appreciate too, um, if we can sort of uh, work with them and come alongside them to help understand what the goals were of maybe the, sh the stability shoes or orthotics that they were prescribed um, with beforehand before even seeing us, so. Sure. Okay. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add about orthotics that we haven't talked about? Anything else you wanna discuss? Yeah, I mean, uh, no, I, I I definitely think there's a role. So I mean, if, I wouldn't say go throw out your orthotics right now, just after after hearing this. But um, I think there's there's a, a short term window, especially if you're in pain, um, and it helps your pain. I, I think there's definitely a role there for sure. But you should always look towards strengthening, uh, especially the foot and ankle. Um, and if you're not sure what strengthening you need to be performing. That would be a perfect time to seek out your local physical therapist to sort of um, have in your corner so that you can better understand really just how the anatomy works dynamically, uh, and especially if you have athletic goals or goals where you just want to, either whether it's recreational or, or you're more on the competitive side, um, just to help you understand what your goals should be long term. So, Great. Great. Um, and so you have some online resources, correct? Can you tell us a little bit about what you have going on online? Yeah, absolutely. So it's uh, basically what I've tried to do. It's been super fun for me. Um, I know this is kind of a topic we, we even dug into. That's kind of why we, we, we wanted to talk about it more, sort of a, a continuation, if you will. Um, so yeah, basically what I've tried to do is to put together an online group of runners who, who care about this stuff. And they basically are, are striving towards becoming resilient, right? And, and kind of runners who want to remain strong. Um, and so that's kind of what propelled me to create a resource where we can kind of come together and learn from each other um, and where I kind of try to drive topics and, and uh, just fun, really just fun, um, fun discussions like this kind of stuff too. So I created a, a group called the Strong Runner Academy. Um, it's through primarily through a, a online Facebook group. Um, and I'm hoping to come out with some resources to sort of help runners along. Um, and, the, uh, and actually coming up pretty soon, I'm almost finishing up this, this course. I'm going to come out with like a, a, um, free relative or free or super cheap. I'm still trying to dot the I's and cross the T's on it for like a <laughs> dynamic warm up guide, as well as just a, a strength base a strength-based um, programming option for runners who are just trying to stay uh, pain-free and improve performance. So yeah, so that's been super fun for me. That's great. And uh, where else can they find you? What, what's, uh, what's the name of that Facebook, that business page that you have? That Yeah. So I, uh, so the business page, uh, just kind of my name. So Dr. Andrew Moran, physical therapist is, is my, my business page on Facebook. Uh, I love chatting with people about this stuff. Honestly, like 
I, I could talk about this stuff all day. And so if you're ever curious about um, any of these topics, feel free, just please reach out. Um, and then I'm also on Instagram. I'm pretty active on there. And then my, my handle is dr.drew.dpt. So Dr. Drew uh, DPT, if, uh, if you're on Instagram as well. It's got a nice ring to it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was trying to come up with a name and I was like asking my wife, what is this? It? She's like, yeah, that's the one. I was like, okay. I think I was going to pick one that she was like, no, no, that's not the one. <laughs> so. Well, that's, yeah. that's why wives are helpful, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. The aesthetic stuff that we Vegas. just go, yeah, it just goes over our heads. We're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, I, I'm sure I had three or four different names for what I wanted to call the clinic physical therapy clinic before we came up with back on track yep which just when i got it i was just like that's it boom that's the one yeah i mean who knows what else i came up with but <laughs> i don't want to say any because then if, if somebody else yeah, know, yeah i don't want to bad mouth anybody else's name or their clinic but right um i thought they were good at the time but anyway yeah. <laughs> i can it. definitely attest to some of the good material that you have on your page um you know, not just as a physical therapist, but as a runner, you know, just to see all the different strength and, and uh, just sort of the creative ideas that you come up with. Uh, you just have to check it out. It's, it's hard to explain. You have some pretty cool equipment on there that you've been testing out and some pretty unique exercises that I personally hadn't seen. So um, I would say just keep up the good work, you know, keep innovating. Yeah. Thanks. Cameron. Yeah. I really appreciate it. I think it's, you know, it's just one of those things if we all, we all learn from each other and we all kind of bring new ideas to the table and, and our, we're okay with being wrong every once in a while, we can, we can get a lot accomplished. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Beautiful. All right. Well, everybody, that is Dr. Andrew Moran, physical therapist, founder and creator <laughs> of the strong running, strong running Academy. Yeah, or Strong Runner Academy. Yeah. Strong Runner Academy. Very good. And uh, we'll have your links to all of your social media outlets in the show notes. So if anybody has any questions, um, not just about orthotics, but about running, about um, injuries or anything, um, go ahead and uh, reach out to him. So uh, thank you very much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks, Cameron. I've been looking forward to uh, getting the chance to come on, and I've really enjoyed this podcast. It's really helped me out. I was telling, I was telling Cameron earlier, it's the perfect. It's got the perfect blend of just the, either that quick episode where you're in the car, or if you got a little bit of a longer run coming up too. It's 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 been awesome for me to be able to plug in and, and tune into the resources. So thanks for thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Back on Track Fitness Podcast. We hope you found it helpful. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and check out running and weightlifting programs for athletes of all experience levels at backcontracttherapy.com. Links are in the show notes. See you next time.